I recently had a friend of mine tell me that she bought a product to detox heavy metals in her body. And pretty much immediately, I knew this episode had to be recorded. After my friend told me that she had bought this product and why she was wanting to do it and she just wanted to be healthy and things like that, I ended up talking her through several points that were really important on why she didn't want to do a heavy metal detox without specific preparation. And what that made me want to do is just write down pretty much everything that I told her and create my 10 things to consider before doing a heavy metal detox. The big thing before we jump in, and just as you know, is basically if you don't prep it the right way, it's a at the very least, not going to work, and it's going to be a lot of time, effort, and money being put into supplements and detox protocols that literally are going to do pretty much nothing, and or you're going to make yourself very, very sick by dumping heavy metals at a time when your body is not ready. So if you have been thinking about heavy metal detox, or you've just been curious, what does that mean or look like, or who would do that? This episode is for you. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clinics clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, so I want to start off this episode by starting with who should do a heavy metal detox. It's possible if you already clicked the link to this episode that you've already been considering it and you might know that you want to, but if you're listening because you're curious or you're not sure or you want to know, you know, what would be some of the symptoms or signs of somebody who might need a heavy metal detox, that's what I'm going to start with now. So the 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 funny or sarcastic answer is everyone, but <laughs> the here's why, here's kind of the breakdown of why pretty much everyone that I would work with would, I would recommend them doing a heavy metal detox. One is, um, if you've ever been on the pill or been on a hormonal or copper IUD, you are likely to have heavy metal problems, especially copper. And copper is the most common type of heavy metal toxicity, or at least it's going to be the biggest one you're going to see on the most number of people, especially women. And the reason for that is that estrogen increases copper retention. And similarly, and even worse, copper <laughs> increases 
estrogen retention. And so they're cyclical. And if you have been on anything that is synthetic estrogen, xenoestrogens, so synthetic would be like the pill or a hormonal IUD, um, or synth- or xenoestrogens, that's like kind of when you think like alien, um, that would be things like parabens, phthalates, things that are plastics and, and industrial chemicals that have a similar structure to estrogen. And um, we have a harder time getting rid of those in our body. And so we will end up still creating estrogen, but then we'll have all these basically things that will cause us to have estrogen dominance and PMS problems, but it'll also um, have that similar effect on copper that we don't want to have of it retaining too much. And so um, if you've ever been on the pill, about been on a hormonal or copper IUD or any kind of hormonal or copper birth control, and if your mother was on a pill or a hormonal, this is hard to say, hormonal or copper birth control prior to your conception, you are significantly at a higher risk for having copper toxicity specifically. Um, And part of that also is that our babies in utero, they have found actually heavy metals in the blood of the umbilical cord um, of the baby, plus just the baby itself. They have found heavy metals in babies. And so they're seeing that it's transferring from mother to child just because they're going through, they're sharing the same everything. Um, And so just something to keep in mind if you feel like you've been working your whole life or most of your life or the past 10 years or whatever, really hard to filter your water or not be exposed to heavy metals or change your deodorant and some of the things we'll talk about here, but that, you know, you still could have this, um, what we kind of call the second layer of toxicity. The first layer is anything actively coming into your body. So active pathogens, active exposure, um, active air quality problems or skincare products you're using. Um, but then there's the kind of passive and, or like old, the hidden stuff, the body's like, well, we can't handle it. And so that your body hides it and sequesters it in your tissues and that stuff doesn't come out until you're getting healthier. So um, pretty much I expect all my clients as they get healthier that they'll actually get some detox symptoms of heavy metal problems. So heavy metals is something you want to keep on your mind if you do have the intention of ever getting healthier um, in like a in like a real in a real way, not just like a being strict on how help on my diet and stuff, but actually like feeling better, more likely you'll start dumping heavy metals. And so if you have that history, uh, copper should be on your radar. Um, If you've ever had your gallbladder removed, we're going to talk about that again. But your gallbladder and and actually specifically your bile in your body is a main chelator of heavy metals. And chelator is a fancy term. I would definitely use it at your next party you're at. But it means it's a binder of metals. So chelators neutralize metals and bile is a main way that we get rid of that. So if you've had any bile problems or had your gallbladder removed, you definitely have decreased bile production. And so uh, there's a higher likelihood your liver's more stressed. And so that's going to predispose you to having higher levels of heavy metals in your body. If you use deodorant with aluminum in it, which is most deodorant. So so unless you're intentionally seeking out deodorant that doesn't have aluminum in it, you probably do. Um, If you eat food that has been cooked in or stored in aluminum foil, whether anything from cookies on a aluminum foil sheet to like the aluminum foil lasagna tins and stuff we make, um, whether or not you get a chip of it, you know, like sometimes it breaks and it gets into the food, but whether or not you get a chip of it, like the molecules can still get into the food. Uh, Restaurants use those a lot. So even if you don't cook with aluminum, a lot of time restaurants are using aluminum to store food in. Think um, 
I, I, I can just think of like a lot of taco places I've been to where they use those aluminum foil things. Um, or you get like uh, carry out is often baked in aluminum. So not to be paranoid, but just to be uh, mindful and humble about where all these where all these uh, heavy metals can be coming from. If you uh, drink unfiltered water, and I don't really count Brita filter. Brita filters are really good at chlorine. They can improve flavor, but they're not the best for um, heavy metals and other pesticides and herbicides and toxins. Um, I would recommend something stronger, and that's not this is not a podcast episode where we're going to talk about it, but um, even just to throw it out, Berkey filter, you know, that's expensive, but um, there's a water filter I use called Clearly Filtered, and I do recommend that. Um, but yeah, drinking unfiltered water, whether it's present or past, especially think like your childhood, if you drank well water, or even urban city water, plenty of heavy metals in there. Um, if you use plastic to store food, you can get xenoestrogens into your food via the plastics. And again, that's going to hold on copper, uh, uh, worse than any other heavy metal. Calcium is often, if your calcium is chronically low, you could have a problem with heavy metals because heavy metals can push out and replace calcium and make it hard for calcium to enter into cells. So that's one thing. If you've been told you have low potassium, copper can push out and replace potassium. If you have adrenal burnout, that is something that can both be caused by heavy metals or actually result in you absorbing more heavy metals and not being able to kick them out naturally. Um, And the reason why is copper stimulates the adrenal glands by raising sodium. And that's actually a good thing in many ways. We actually need healthy levels of bioavailable copper in our body, but toxic copper is is copper that's not bioavailable to us. And so you'll end up having an increased sense of energy as this copper influxes in your body, um, and you'll take on more tasks and projects, and you're going to burn your candle at both ends. And that elevated sodium intensifies your stress response, which is the fight and flight response, which is both emotional, like something you'll notice on your energy levels, but it's also biological. Um, That stress response actually will lead to magnesium and zinc loss. So you're going to, what you'll feel is anxiety, irritable, snappy, angry. Um, You're going to, low zinc will lead to more copper accumulation because zinc and copper balance balance each other out. So if your zinc is off, you're just going to start like, it's like a teeter-totter putting a heavier person on one side and a lighter person on the other, like the heavier person is going to push the kid up or in this case, push him down. (laughs) Um, As the adrenal function goes down, the the copper accumulates further. And then there's something called that your adrenal glands create that actually helps you detox uh, copper and metals. And that's called ceruloplasmin. And that slows down as your adrenal production slows down. So uh, your estrogens it will increase. Your bile is going to thicken. You're not creating ceruloplasm. Your your zinc is being coming deficient. Copper is really really increasing there, and you also just have more opportunity for other heavy metals to also be accumulating when you have adrenal burnout. So if you're experiencing chronic fatigue and just feel like you can't you don't feel energized in the morning and you need naps regularly and all this stuff, like you could be that adrenal fatigue is gonna set you up for accumulating toxic or uh, copper toxicity. Uh, if you ha- some of the symptoms specifically you can look for, I know we 
talked through a little bit here, but um, if you're just thinking symptom-wise, not so much health history, is if you have intense PMS, copper doubles the week before your period. And so this raises sodium, which we just talked about, that irritability, anger, you're going to be more emotional, more stressed out. You're going to have water retention problems. You're going to have de- be depleted in zinc that week, which affects your immune system, leading to sickness and fatigue. Um, you're going to have your depleted magnesium. And again, thinking the week before your cycle um, or the week before your menstruation. Um, and when you have depleted magnesium, the more anxiety, insomnia, panic, crampiness, and achiness. Magnesium is really helpful and important for proper muscular contraction. So that could be cramps and everything from your calves to, of course, yes, your uterus and the pelvis. Uh, it's going to raise adrenaline, so there will be more anxiety, and you're going to have lower dopamine and oxidize it, and your your serotonin will be oxidized, so more sadness and depression. So it's like, wow, that doesn't that sound like PMS 100%. Um, and so that can be due to copper toxicity. Um, and again, you're like, I'm going to talk here why you don't want to just go out and buy your own detoxification kit. But I do want you to realize that you m- might not think you're in the clear because I know I felt that way. I'm like, oh, I've got GI problems. I don't have heavy metal problems, whatever. Um, somebody else has heavy metal problems, not me. And then I like learn more about this stuff and I read about this stuff and I do my own testing. I'm like, oh, I, I do have problems. Crap. Um, and so that being said, if you have skin problems, uh, a lot. so copper can lower zinc. Zinc's really important to to skin problems. You're going to hear me talk about copper a lot because copper is like the big baddie as in, I mean, lead's horrible and stuff, but copper is going to be more common as you probably can realize why with its connection to estrogen and a whole sort of other things. Um, so yeah, lower zinc will have skin problems when you have copper. Copper also impacts histamine. So you'll have worse hives and rashes and problems that are skin related and histamine related. And then copper bioavailable copper actually helps with copper collagen production. But when you have copper toxicity, the copper in your body is not bioavailable. And so your collagen production decreases. Iron deficiency is commonly or can be worsened or, or, or just make it harder for you to get iron in your body because copper, lead, and mercury are antagonists to iron. And so they, they push it out. Um, the other thing is you need bioavailable copper to create the hemoglobin molecule. And so that will create another problem with iron binding in your body and having, you know, energy levels and you need iron to go to your brain to think well and also exercise and think about fatigue with exercise or not resting well at night when your your breath breathing rate is down but then your brain needs oxygen still so that'll create a lot of problems when you wake up in the morning so fatigue in the morning um the struggling with any form of chronic fatigue, which I mentioned, uh, part of that is the demineralization that causes fatigue, and then the fatigue that causes de- demineralization due to the adrenal glands and the aldosterone and like its control over things like sodium and magnesium that being thrown off. Chronic yeast infections can be due to copper toxicity, nausea, brain fog, and emotional disturbances such as anxiety, anger, panic attacks, irritability, apathy, ruminating thoughts, depression, and a racing mind because copper increases. It's like in a very emotional molecule. And so if you're copper deficient, which does happen, it's very rare. Um, and, And by very rare, I mean copper deficiency without copper toxicity. A lot of time copper toxicity is the number one leading cause of copper deficiency, but you can get symptoms from both while having both at the same time, as in bio-unavailable copper, the toxic kind, and then deficient bio 
available copper, and then you get your own symptoms there. So um, copper is a, it's kind of like an energizer bunny in some ways of our emotions. And so that's why you can get both apathy from the deficiency, but also like the irritability and the anger and like the, the, the snappishness of, of high copper and copper toxicity. So those are some of the symptoms and some of the health history things of why you might want to care about heavy metal detoxing. And then now is the 10 things to consider before you do a heavy metal detox. Because like I said, the two worst things that could happen and it more likely to happen if you don't do it right is one, it doesn't work at all. And you waste time, energy, and money and you feel like, you know, nothing's improved. And then number two, you push out heavy metals before your body is ready and you feel sick and you reabsorb the metals and it's just a really uncomfortable process. It can be uncomfortable even when you do it right <laughs> or like when you when you set up all the parameters to keep yourself safe, et cetera, but uh, it's extra uncomfortable if you kind of end up putting yourself in, your body starts excreting heavy metals and then it's not going anywhere and we'll discuss why. All right, so how do you know when your body's ready for a heavy metal detox? I'm going to say this at the beginning and end at the end, is it's based off of how strong you feel. So if you're feeling crummy, like if you are tired of fatigued, bloated, all that jazz, it is possibly and probably not a good time to start. Your body's saying, we are not strong. We are not ready for excess volatile materials being pushed out of our intracellular matrix and into our free-floating body. <laughs> so... um definitely want to be asking yourself or, you know, for my clients, I'm asking, I'm thinking in terms of my clients, like, do they, are they feeling better? Are they feeling stronger? Um, And then the other thing is take a test. And I do recommend this. This is what we do with our clients. We take uh, something called an HTMA test. It stands for hair tissue mineral analysis. And it evaluates the minerals coming outside of the body, coming out of the body for the last three months. And when the body is ready to start getting rid of heavy metals, it will actually increase on that test. So when your body's not ready, you, the heavy metals stay inside of your cell matrix and you it doesn't go anywhere. And so it actually is not getting into your hair as your body's growing your hair. Um, but when your body's like, oh, we're stronger and it starts moving stuff along, maybe your bile production's improving because of what you're doing in your health protocol or, you know, your, you have, your adrenal glands are healthier and so you're pre- creating more ceruloplasmin, whatever it is, um, you, you're going to start leaching stuff and you'll see it in the test. And so, I mean, that on its own can actually make you feel a little crappy. That's why, that's another aspect of detoxing. Um, It's not just like the little bugs in your body or it's like a very specific nuance of detoxing and a green smoothie detox might cause it, but more likely it's from like deeper healing. Um, So the the things you want to do before you even really think about a, a detox are these 10 things. Number one, you want to make sure you have no pathogens. Pathogens are stress mess express. Um, They up the cortisol in your body. They steal nutrients from you. They excrete endotoxins, which can damage your lining of your gut, or it can get, you know, just screw with your endocrine receptors and like your, your neuroendocrine system. So that's your like chemicals to your nervous system communication. Um, You know, they're going to often worsen cravings. Um, A lot of times sugar and cravings can also be a part of heavy metal detox. You just don't want that to be a part of it. So you really want to make sure that 
none of like you've gotten rid of pathogens in the body everything parasites c diff we have a episode on c diff which we can link to if you've never heard it before it's i often see it in my clients when we don't resolve their mood so like um when we're seeing hormonal problems when we're seeing um where they can't lose weight where they're like fatigued and energy is really low um and maybe like sad and anxious a lot of times that can be because they have underlying C. diff. I have found it in my two most recent clients who had, after getting rid of like H. pylori or parasites or candida, um, unresolved symptoms, they had C. diff. So you want to make sure just none of it, not just one thing, like none of it. <laughs> like, so if you've already found some pathogens, you want to make sure that they are gone, etc. Um, so no pathogens is number one before you do anything. And my friend who talked to me, she's actually interested, she and her husband are interested in working with me. And um, they were like, oh, wow, this is interesting. I guess we will, they just, they're holding on to their heavy metal detox kit. I'm like, keep it. And I actually had some really good things in it. And I was like, just keep it. And I would recommend that you make sure everything else is running smoothly before you pour this into your body. And it's either a waste of money or it makes you feel crappy. Number two, you want to make sure you don't have any active food sensitivities you're dealing with. So that might be gluten, it might be corn, it might be zucchini, but you want to make sure that whatever it is, you don't have that actively creating inflammation because that's going to be harming your intestinal lining. It's going to be, that's going to be reducing your immune system and your ability to get rid of histamine via something called DAO. Um, Food sensitivities also will get into the bloodstream and cause joint pain and your oxalates can be off and your brain's going to be all foggy. You're not going to feel great. And you want to make sure that's dealt with. And both like everything I would recommend testing. And I also would recommend even if before the testing, after the testing, actually following the guidelines that you have found, whether that's no dairy or whatever, just following it. So being um, in that place for several months. um, And again, I'm not talking about a low FODMAP diet or low histamine. Those are can be healing diets, but they are not long-term. That's not their intent. Even the people who created them is not their intention. So if you're on those diets, it doesn't, you might not necessarily be on the healing pathway and you probably realize that. So you could check out our episode on why the low FODMAP diet isn't healing your gut or why your elimination diet isn't healing your gut. We'll have links in the show notes, but um, that is just, just understanding that about food sensitivities. It's not just like, I'm on a restricted diet, so I'm good, um, but actually feeling good and, and knowing what foods are good and bad for you and making a, an impact. Number three, you want to support your liver. And um, already mentioned a little bit of this, your bile is a chelator of your body. So it's, it binds heavy metals and your liver creates the bile and then the bile is stored in the gallbladder. So not having a gallbladder is going to make the process more complicated. But even if you don't have a gallbladder, you still have a liver and you're still creating some bile and you want to make sure that the liver, the liver has so many jobs that it could easily get overwhelmed. And if it's overwhelmed with toxic burden, then it's not going to create bile very well. And we can go through something called liver congestion and liver congestion means you're just not going to chelate super well. And you're also going to have other problems, everything from like sleep problems to getting rid of toxins in the body. So fatigue, skin problems, Oh, the list goes on. We've talked about liver a lot in the podcast, so you can check out other episodes. We don't have a specific one, but we do mention it a lot. Uh, I do. I know we talk about liver actually heavily in our sleep episode, so uh, we'll link the show notes to talking about sleep. Um, but when we are stressed, 
here's the other thing with the liver. So when we're stressed, stress puts a big demand on our liver to detox something called hydrogen peroxide into, and it'll change it into water. And hydrogen peroxide is created by our, a gene called MAOA, removing our neurotransmitters from our system, and a byproduct is hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide can only be uh, converted into water via something called glutathione, and our liver makes glutathione. Candida, which is a pathogen, um, completely demolishes glutathione. So a lot of my clients who have candida, we actually supplement with glutathione, but ultimately you want your liver creating its own glutathione and you also don't want things like candida. So you want to support the liver. We do that um, through things like coffee enemas, through certain supplementations, um, and, and then also, of course, just getting rid of the toxic burden, getting rid of candida, getting rid of excess stress that is creating this this you know, flow of excess hydrogen peroxide. Fun fact, hydrogen peroxide um, is a white material and when it builds up and you can't, and you can't, you don't have enough glutathione to get rid of it, you are going to get gray hair and white hair early. And that can, there's, there's a couple minerals that white our hair, but one of them is hydrogen peroxide. So if you are graying early, if you're seeing increasing amounts of gray in your hair, it could be, you know, both stress, but also if you're like, well, I'm not stressed necessarily, other than the fact that I'm sick, could be that your liver is not functioning at its optimal point. So um, just fun fact, I guess that technically counts as you should care about heavy metal detox if you're graying early. <laughs> um, and again, gray hair is not all bad, but it's definitely a thing. So it's why like we see the president can gray his hair in like a year or two because he's under he's not sleeping as well. He's under a lot of stress. He loves his job and all, but he's also stressed. So um, that's a really big reason if you've seen your hair gray quickly in the past few years could be a hydrogen peroxide problem. Um, so reducing stress to support the liver. Number four thing you want to do, you know, th things to consider before doing a heavy metal detox is you want to balance your four big minerals and your four big minerals are calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium. These are our electrolytes and they do really important things like help your muscles contract, help your cells absorb thyroid into them. It helps your energy levels through electrical potential, uh, electrical potentiation. And so we, you want to have healthy cal calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium levels. But a lot of times um, we are not supporting those in good ways. And there's different reasons each one of those can get out of balance. And so, for example, calcium can be low in the blood, but high in our hair levels because we're excreting it and we can call get something called a calcium shell, which is no bueno. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm not getting into calcium shell today, but it basically, it's kind of our body's attempt to numb us when we're in a, like either physical pain or emotional pain. Um, and it's like a electrical thing getting cell getting calcium out of our cells and out of our bones and it actually reduces like electrical stimulation of our body that's a really basic way to water it down and so um it's not just about taking more calcium taking more calcium can actually make things worse um you want to know which ones, like a lot of times my clients are, are high in two of these and low in two of them. And so we want to really give the body the ones it's deficient in, and that helps balance out all four. 
Um, so this is not a this is not a guessing game. It's a really bad idea to guess with minerals because you could end up feeding the ones that are too strong and out of balance, and that's not good. But you really do want to balance your big four minerals. Um, so another way, one way that we do help support the big four minerals and something that if you've heard us talk on the podcast before will sound familiar is actually having good levels of stomach acid. We have a podcast episode on zinc and um, low stomach acid. And low stomach acid is the most common reason for people having acid reflux. And when you have low stomach acid, you don't absorb key minerals like calcium. And so uh, a lot of times low calcium can also be a problem of stomach acid levels. So that's another reason you want to make sure you don't have H. pylori. It's another reason you want to make sure you have good zinc levels because low zinc can cause low stomach acid. And so sometimes the best way to get good calcium levels is by supplementing with stomach acid as long as you don't have H. pylori. So you, wow, that's a, that's a big thing. So number one, get rid of pathogens. <laughs> um, number, you know, another way you can support your big four is by supporting adrenal health because sodium is controlled by your adrenal glands. Um, and so again, adrenal health, stress, uh, and in general, like anything that stresses out the adrenal glands, which there's a lot of things, um, other than psychological stress. So making sure you're supporting that and, um, making sure you're just taking any minerals that you're using a lot of. So if you're exercising a lot and like running marathons, you're going to be using a lot of magnesium. If you're sick, lots of magnesium. Um, magnesium is part of the muscle response, like muscle contraction response. That's why athletes take electrolytes so much as they their muscles are contracting so much. They're just using this activation of, of the minerals going inside of the myofibrils and then coming outside of it. And that's how we get a pumping reaction um, in our fibers, muscle fibers. Um, and so, uh, yeah, making sure that you are replacing any minerals you're using, whether that's through activity and exercise, rock climbing, whatever you do, um, or it's through, um, just like being in pain, being sick, uh, you're going to deplete minerals faster. Uh, then you want to balance your minor minerals after your major minerals that that is actually the order you want to go in. It's hard for your body to balance your minor minerals without your major minerals being more on board. So that's things like your zinc, molybdenum, your cop, actually healthy copper levels, uh, phosphorus, things like that. You and some of your, a lot of times your, your minor minerals can actually, you can be, have excess amounts or you're burning through them or they're just not being used. And so, um, you want to make sure all those are balanced. Number six, you want to know your binders. <laughs> and what's a binder? A binder is a type of supplement that binds toxins. And so there's binders that are biochemical, so they're more advantageous for uh, organic material. So I'm thinking, you're thinking candida, fungus, mold, path parasites, pathogens. And then there's binders that are better against inorganic material. So metals and uh, environmental toxins and plastics and BPAs, parabens, phthalates. And so uh, when you're doing heavy metal detoxes, you want to also realize, so you want to have the right type of binder, one that's really good for or inorganic um, binding, not organic. And then you want to know that some binders are like pushing, have pushing effects where they will like force heavy metals out of the body. And that's my one big concern for my friend was, whoa, what are you taking? I don't want you to take something that's going to literally like grab you by the throat and like dump heavy metals out of you, especially if your body's not ready. Um, so we do sometimes use pushing 
um, binders, pushing supplements to support the body if the body just needs a good slap to really start releasing stuff. But uh, we, we use it really gently. And then the number two with binders, you either have a pushing binder or you have a neutralizing binder. And the neutralizing binder is really important. You We typically recommend our clients take it three times a day because you're going to be dumping morning, noon, and night. Um, so you don't want to reabsorb the heavy metals that you're being dumping back out of your cells. So that's really important. And some people like if you're not intentional with it, you might only be taking a binder and it's nothing's coming out or you're doing a pushing binder. You're just doing the wrong binder, like an organic binder. So, um, and then, and the other thing kind of with your binders is you do want to be supporting your bile because you want as much support from your body as possible. You're not going to do this all with supplements. You want to be healthy and you want to have good adrenal health and digestive health and bile and stomach acid levels. That's all going to help. So um, by the time you're doing a heavy metal detox, hopefully you don't have stomach or acid reflux and you don't have um, high histamine levels and all these things that we see uh, burdening the body so the body wouldn't be able to take care of the heavy metals. You want to be metal specific. So knowing which metals you're dealing with is super helpful. There are definitely things, protocols that are like general heavy metal protocols, but then sometimes you might not catch certain metals really well without knowing which ones am I dumping and what do you do with it? So one change in your protocol can make a big difference between reabsorbing a metal and eliminating it. So that's important. You know, is it cadmium? Is it cobalt? Is it lead? Is it arsenic? You know, I have a client right now who we just did her second hair HTMA test. And in her first test, she had zero arsenic coming out. And in her second test, she had not like tons yet, yet, but she's starting to leach arsenic. And so it's like, whoa, did she have arsenic exposure in the last three months? Probably not, you know, but it has she had arsenic exposure over her 40 years of life? Yes. So she's starting to push that out. And so we're going to make sure that we're doing arsenic, arsenic specific heavy metal detoxing. Number eight, you want to give it time. Before you do a healing protocol, know that you're going to need to give yourself time. If you've been sick for a while, um, you're just going to need to be gentle. And that's pretty much all of us. That's me included. So, you know, there are things you can do to help yourself detox. That's saunas, coffee enemas. You want to make sure that these things you're doing, you're doing it at a rate that your body can handle and that you're not forcing the issue. And this kind of actually gets back to last week's episode on being gentle with yourself in your process and not trying so hard in your health. Because that kind of forcefulness can end end up making us just make bad choices, whether it's giving away our time that we shouldn't give away and we should be, we could benefit from from using to rest or forcing ourselves to take some type of detox thing that's like going to damage us or just be really intense. Um, and so you want to give it time so that your body can detox at the rate that it can handle. Um, a lot of metals, um, and I don't, you know, haven't worked with any one client for this long yet, but keep in mind that a lot of metals can take around three years to detox. And that's like, you know, doesn't necessarily require somebody to meeting with you every month, but it does require, I'd recommend checkups on your heavy metal dumping every three to four months, because that's every time you're going to have new layers that you can check out basically in your hair sample of what's my new amount of metals I'm doing. So, um, I do recommend giving it time, checking it regularly, and just expecting that 
you probably get a good jump start. Initially, you're going to feel great pretty quickly, um, other than the times when you're detoxing, which were actually is the next point. Um, uh, but, but to really feel like you're getting to a baseline uh, could take three years. And then actually lead experts say that it'll take about 15 years to get rid of lead, which is just more reasons to avoid lead but also more reasons to be gentle with yourself if you realize you have lead. And the instructor that I've that I worked with the most for heavy metal education, like she has lead and she's like I just know it's going to take time and she's not harsh on herself for it and she just knows she's going to continue to do things that it's why the daily practices we do whether it's, you know, what I've already mentioned saunas or coffee enemas or binders like these just or not being under stress or giving ourselves gentleness, like why it's so important. It is daily because we're constantly coming in into contact with more toxins. And then we're also constantly trying to get rid of them. And we, that's not a one week, three month, six month process. That's a, that's a whole life process. Number nine, uh, expect waves of detox. You're going to feel good at certain points. You're going to feel bad um, instructors that I've worked with pretty much say that at least once in the heavy metal detox process, you're going to feel bad because the, the, you're going to be detoxing so quickly that no matter all the good things you're doing, you can't cat, keep up with it. And your body's going to basically just sneeze a little bit from all the heavy metals coming out. And so, um, it's basically a, a, safety valve for disappointment or feeling like you're hurting yourself or you're doing something wrong or, um, you know, yeah, that you need to change what you're doing. It's kind of like, just know that you're doing the right thing when you know that you're doing the right thing, not just guessing. Um, and, and then give yourself time for that process to push through and finish out. And then lastly, my number 10 reason or number 10 thing to consider before doing a heavy metal detox is to retest and adjust. I do recommend don't drive blindly. That's definitely up there with don't drive drunk and don't drive sleepy. Um, Don't drive blindly. And, you know, that goes back to knowing intelligently what what of your four major minerals to be supplementing with and supporting your body with, or is your body even ready to detox heavy metals? Is your body showing that it's starting to dump heavy metals? Um, yeah, like what, what are you, what's going on inside your body and retest and adjust your protocols based off of that. And I do recommend every three to four months, and you could even, you know, be working with a practitioner. If you've already gotten rid of pathogens, you've done everything, um, talk with someone and find out, you know, do they, can they do something where they retest you every three to four months, they give you a new protocol and you do it for three to four months. And that's just a really easy hands-off way to work with someone and, and not drive blindly. So I hope that helps you in processing, you know, are you someone who needs heavy metal detox? Is it relevant to you? How would you go about it? How can you do it safely? How can you do it effectively? And just gives you a framework. I'm really excited about having this episode now and even having this conversation with my friend that made me think of it. And I also hope that at the end of this episode, you have just absorbed a little bit more that health is a journey and it's not an event. It's not the one time I did a detox or the one practitioner I worked with. It's actually been fascinating to me to listen to, for example, even the main instructor I've worked with for heavy metal like education, 
that she talks about all these different health practitioners she's worked with over the years. And that's the same for me. If you've heard me talk about the chiropractor I worked with or the um, pelvic floor therapist or the craniosacral therapist or the acupuncturist or all the practitioners that I've worked with. And so it's, it's a journey for health. It's not an event. Um, Just like parenting's a journey. It's not an event. It's not like, oh, I gave birth, I'm done. Or my kid had their first birthday, I'm done, or they're finally in elementary school, I'm done, or they graduated, I'm done. You're constantly learning more things, reading more books, asking for help, getting counseling, um, (laughs) asking for support, all those different things. You're going through different, you know, your kid's going through different, you know, now they're a teen or they're a toddler or they're and leaving the house and every stage comes with something different. And so you might be in the pathogen stage. You might be in the, you know, getting your digestive enzymes all working again stage. You might be in the liver clearing stage. And kind of as you get further along, I recommend that heavy metal be further down the line, but it is a stage and it, and it really does come up. Um, so You want to prepare your body for detox, address these 10 things, and um, if you want support though, if you don't want to do this alone, if you want to address the pathogens and the the digestive enzymes and all these things that I talked about at the beginning here, and you want support, I would love to support you. You can apply for a 30-minute consultation with me by clicking on the link in the show notes. I review each application myself to ensure that before we even jump on the call that I can help you. And I don't like wasting your time or I don't like wasting my time. So our application is thorough. It really gets an idea of, are you ready to get going? What do you have going on in your health? What have you tried? And what do you you want to accomplish. And if we can help you, then I, then your application is confirmed. We schedule that 30 minute call and we discuss your options for working together with us. Well, if you love this episode, we have so much more coming down the line. Specifically, we actually have next week an announcement that is part of our one-year anniversary celebration of this podcast. In celebration, me and my team are working on creating something to equip you and give you greater insight in your health. This is something that I wish could be in the hands of every woman. I wish I could download this information to every woman. It would really change her relationship with her doctor and with your sense of ownership over your health increasingly over time. It just builds on itself. And so next week, I'm going to be sharing what it is. I am so excited for you to hear the details. And starting in August or no, September 1st, that is when this will be available for you. But you'll get to hear what it is next week and be part of the AMP Up process. Well, if you thought of a friend while listening to this podcast episode, maybe somebody who's talked about heavy metals or they're concerned about their heavy metal intake or their overall health and they've healed their gut and they're ready for the next level, I would love it if you would share it with that friend. I mean, so helpful if you just take a screenshot, send it to them and say, hey, I was thinking of you. I really care about your health and I think this might give you some insights so you can get healthy in a safe and effective way. Other ways that you can support us is by leaving a rating and review on our Apple podcast. It would mean so much. We have a link in the show notes. If you share just a five-star rating and, you know, hopefully as long as you feel that way and you leave just a few words on what you love about this podcast or how it's helped you, that would mean so much. It would help other people like you to find this podcast as well. Other ways that you can stay in the conversation is by following us on Instagram and Facebook at 
Better Belly Therapies. I love connecting with our listeners and hearing what you would want to hear more about. Send me a DM. Let me know what topic you're interested in hearing more about. I would love to have a show inspired by you. And in the meantime, remember our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time.